0: So I realized this was in high demand. A lot of people were asking for it. We never got the epic conclusion to your internet story. I I have internet now? <laughs> Did you get that phone call from the supervisor that you were promised?
1: Uh, no. Never got that phone call from the supervisor I was promised. Did you get it within the 12-hour window you were promised? It was 24 to 48 hours, and, and no. I still need I still need to call them and tell them to give me all
0: my discounts. Every time I finish... A drink, I always misjudge how much is left in the bottle. Yeah, that's like the tenth time I've done that. Mm-hmm. This is this is how bad podcasts get made. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that much. Um, uh, if I know anything about a bad podcast, it's that I make them. Yeah. Uh, I think you've it. noticed lately what has changed because something has changed. Like exponentially, we've been getting more listeners, so we should probably not talk about how bad we do. <laughs> yeah yeah so thanks everybody it was a good week yeah um yeah so nothing it's the end of the
1: episode why are we talking like it's the beginning of the episode what it's the end of the episode
0: what are you talking about
1: we haven't watched the second movie yet
0: it just started we're recording the beginning of the episode right now oh we're talking about the movie and then I'm going okay. to show you what the second movie is.
1: I thought we were recording the end of the last episode now. No, not yet.
0: Damn That's it, I should have taken a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go take a pee I'm good. Okay. Well. I'm a trooper. Okay. So anyway, did you, did you get the internet the last time that they said they were going to? They showed up and did it?
1: Yeah, apparently it took them like three or four hours to get all up and everything. You know, because like, they had the widget had on like the order? Crawl. Yeah, and they had to crawl through the attic and stuff.
0: But people before you had...
1: They had it in the family room and I wanted it in my office. So I think he needed to like re like yank out a phone line and repurpose it as a cable line for the Fios. Uh,
0: The house that I moved in before this, that I lived in before this, the guy that came to did it, uh, did the thing was a black guy and I was trying to figure out how to befriend him so I could have a black friend and he didn't befriend me. But I was <laughs> fantasizing about how to do it. So I gotta get me one of them. So that's your fetish, fetishizing about black men. <laughs> no, but I did. Uh, we did watch Val Kilmer wearing big boots with like short shorts. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, it's not the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: you should have been wearing a thong. Maybe. Um, so we watched Island of Dr. Moreau. Mm-hmm. Synopsis. Uh,
1: there's an island. And uh, Dr. Moreau's on it, and (laughs) he just took a drink of that drink, and (laughs) it was very, the ratio was off. (laughs) Uh, It's an island of animal people, and they revolt.
0: Good. Okay. So, I'm confused a lot about this. First of all, let me say, I said this is one of the VHSs that I had growing up. Mm -hmm. and I think I might have said this about a couple movies already but this is definitely one of them you said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is the one where you're like wait a minute not all movies are good Mm -hmm. this was one of them for me and I feel like it tricked me like once a year or once every six months I'd be like looking for a VHS to watch like an Alzheimer's patient yeah I would be like Island of Dr. Moreau it's got like a whole bunch of creatures and monsters this has got to be fucking awesome (laughs) and then I'd watch it and be like ah that should have been awesome (laughs) but I don't feel like it was it. Maybe I did. Maybe I missed something. And then six months later, I'll watch it again, trying to convince myself. And here we are. And I'm trying to convince myself like, (laughs) there's a lot of monsters and stuff. I'm not enjoying myself. (laughs) It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Yeah. Yeah. Except I, I've definitely seen this way more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) three, but, uh, yeah, I think that's something that like my kids are not going to have because they've got everything at their disposal. Mm -hmm. Um, this movie sucks. I'm going to turn it off five minutes in. Yes, and watch another of the bajillion things at my fingertips. Yes, yeah. and like you remember renting a video game for the weekend. Yeah, you were you were committed to that game. If you rented Home Alone for NES, you were fucked. Yeah. But you still played it the entire weekend, right? Because you rented it. Yeah, yeah. But that game was shit.
1: <laughs> <the> hot garbage. <laughs>
0: uh, so I'm con- right, from the very beginning of this movie. Even looking back, I'm confused. Okay. So it starts on a on a on a raft and there's three dudes fighting.
1: It's cool. That's a real cool way to start a movie is three dudes fighting in a raft.
0: Yeah. Which the raft is obviously made of concrete based on how it didn't move at all when they were flopping on it and stuff. Okay. I mean, um anyway. So let's get past that they're on the raft. They get rescued by Val Kilmer. Okay. Let's
1: not get past the raft like they stab dudes. He gets stabbed in the back. He's like, ah, fuck this. And he stabs him in the (laughs) belly.
0: What would happen to him? he
1: gets skew into belly. Every
0: time. Really? Every time. (laughs) Um, Okay, but but here's my point. So he Valcomer gets him. Valcomer gets him. They end up making their way to the island. He rescues
1: him. Yeah, the last one
0: left. Yes. It's Uh, Professor Lupin. And he ends up making it to the island and he just so happens to like kind of know about Dr. Moreau. And later in the movie they say like, you found me or it wasn't an accident I got here. How? Why? I don't understand at all. Like how did he come to be on this island? Maybe they shut down his plane. But we don't know. Like it doesn't Mm. give us any explanation. So it just so happens the one person ever that washes up on their shore or doesn't literally, but ends yeah. up coming to them, just happens to know who he is and kind of be in his same field. I mean, he knows. Yeah. Sure. That's absurd. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Plot. It's got to so, happen. So No, this could be any douchebag that shows sure. up. That's my point. If it was a, a construction worker, you know, if it was Tom Hanks and the FedEx airplane, that would be better because it's just some asshole that's like, what the hell's going on instead of able to work on serums yeah um just a fedex delivery driver now he has to survive on an island yeah exactly we should make that movie yeah that's Castaway. oh good glad you said that we would have mm-hmm. <laughs> okay uh so uh he, he's on this island with val kilmer who was suspicious as fuck from the get-go
1: yes he's just like Hey, I'm gonna kill you. You should probably. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do
0: some killy things. Uh, he locks him in a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bulk looking super adorable. I love her.
1: I would never call her adorable. I think she's hot. Mm. But she,
0: I, I, I wouldn't reserve the word adorable for her. See, I like. I reserve. I don't know. Hot seems less respectful, and like. <laughs> You're objectifying a woman. Respect doesn't really play into it. Oh, certainly it does. Because I think hot is more sexual, and I'm saying like I think she's lovely. Okay. Anyway, uh, but but she's she's stuck on the island too. We we got to get to Marlon Brando. I'm just trying to lead up to it. (laughs) But he's really white. So Marlon Brando shows up, uh, dressed all in white, Mm -hmm. painted white, uh doing his best Marlowe and Brando impression.
1: Yeah, he didn't sound very Brando-y. <laughs> so. Val Kilmer sounded more
0: Brando-y than he did. <laughs> and he ends up, he's he, he's been doing genetic testing and he has an island full of half-beast, half-human creatures. Mm-hmm. For uh, 17 years. Wh- what are your thoughts on this? I've seen this, so I knew exactly what I was expecting. The Brandoisms that you see, can you describe them to us and tell me about them? I mean, the why best, they're like that, what the point is,
1: et cetera. The best one is when he's talking to to bulk mm-hmm. and they're just talking and then she dumps ice in his hat. <laughs> and he's very excited about that fact. And then the scene just keeps going like that didn't just happen. I'm like, wait a minute. No, something very important just happened. Let's go back and let's talk about that. <laughs> You just, at your request, poured ice into your hat. Into your metal fucking igloo hat. And you're like, oh, that's nice. Let me continue with what I was saying. No, fucking go back. What was happening? He also- I need to know the origins of this
0: hat. Is this a common practice? <laughs> How do I get one? Because I'm hot right now. I want
1: to know everything about this hat.
0: Uh, he has a little man that's with him. Yeah, who was just naked for part of the movie. <laughs> and had a tail. Yeah. And was burned at some point, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Wasn't he supposed to be, like, an animal? I don't... Well, I mean, if he had the tail. Yeah. Probably. Um. So there's creatures all over. Yeah. I think, overall, the creatures look better than I remembered. Like, I was expecting them to look pretty shitty.
1: Yeah, I...
0: They were all full on makeup, good looking, especially at the end, uh, when hyenas right in the doctor's face, Mm -hmm. like, I think that was mostly animatronic, but it looked pretty awesome. Yeah. Like you were getting some, a lot of facial movements and things like that. It felt very intimidating. Like I was thinking about how much I would be shitting my pants if there was a creature like that talking to me that close to my face.
1: Yeah. The one thing that did look real bad is there's, like, a leopard person in this movie, and sometimes he just freaks the fuck out and then goes all CGI leapy.
0: Yeah. And that looks real bad. It didn't look good, but it's also mid-90s CGI, so I forgave it.
1: Jurassic Park was 92, man. Or 93. That's
0: a good point. Yeah, that's a good That's fair. That's fair. Uh... Okay, so they're on the island, doing testing. Animals start to revolt. It's kind of the whole point. But Val Kilmer is his character is like handing out drugs, to the animals.
1: It's to keep them from regressing, and then he also put some some psychedelics in there to help him chill
0: but he is also starts doing drugs a whole bunch and like turns into doing a marlon brando impression for the last half of the movie
1: once once marlon brando goes down he becomes marlon brando and i I really hope that that was all Val Kilmer's but idea. But I feel
0: like the drug thing too, and I don't know this. I feel like the drug thing too was just like he's stoned on set, so he's like my character would totally be stoned, so I need to be stoned. Yeah, like yeah. just trying to justify why he needs to be on drugs constantly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't. The, the, there's way weirder movies, like Frog, sure. Ta- Frog Town is way weirder. Yeah. Right. This but, is coherent, but for the scale that it is, uh-huh. it's a pretty crazy movie.
1: It's real fucked up. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like a lot happened, but at the same time, nothing happened.
0: No, that's why I'm trying to sit, like go through things, and basically, it's just shows up on the island. Chaos starts to happen.
1: He has like a a remote control pendant, Olympic medal thing. Mm-hmm. And when he presses seven, everybody like
0: gets fucked up. I was trying to figure this out. D- he's got to have buttons for individual ones. Yeah, because at some point, some do and some don't yes. fuck up. But that seems like a very like he would have to remember a ton like of he's combinations. G- he's g- okay,
1: this is like high level StarCraft play, right? So well, I, you
0: lost me at StarCraft.
1: So you gotta you gotta take your battle units and you gotta. Group them up, and then you assign those to hotkeys. And so you got to know that three is like uh, all your your little zerglings and a hydrolisk And then you make them. You hit three, and then you want to take them over here. But two is uh, uh, hello. What? I think he
0: passed out. I'm sorry. I was just daydreaming. (laughs) (laughs) I was still trying to figure out if if this is a board game, if this is a Nintendo game similar to Home Alone. For Nintendo,
1: uh, it is probably the biggest
0: sport in Korea. What? Czarblog? <laughs> Starcraft. <laughs> what? It's the biggest sport?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, people train fourteen, sixteen hours a day, but it's an
0: online game. Yeah, I mean, originally it was a land game. It's it's ten. Isn't that 10 where years people old, are like old. sitting in internet cafes and dying because they're trying to like win money?
1: Uh well game? I mean a lot of times they're just like playing World of Warcraft or Starcraft. Yeah. Um, Asia also has a weird thing where people run away. I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. It's it's a cultural thing plus a video game addiction thing tied together. But it's like not something that's here because it also there's a very strong cultural component.
0: Uh my wife is a teacher by trade. And she gets upset because, like, uh, they ref like Japan has like this huge like their testing is like through the roof and stuff uh, for test scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also like weed out their bad students too and get rid of them. And uh, it's like that's part of the reason the suicide rate so high is because they're like you're a piece of shit. You should probably not shame the family and just go jump off the iPod factory.
1: You know, the, the average age in the world is 23. The average age in Japan is 46. So they are an aging populace. Really? Yeah, so that's... uh, And so there's there's not a lot of people there. So young people don't have a lot of other young people to hang out with and stuff. And that's why, like, virtual girlfriends are so popular. Because a lot of... A lot of... Teenage to 20 something boys in Japan, like they don't get a lot of social interaction. Huh. So they hang out with anime girls.
0: USA. <laughs> USA. <laughs> USA. Sorry. <laughs> okay. He, he, so here's the big thing that I want to talk about. All right. The bigger picture of this movie. So the hyena is the rebel, right? Hyena he, swine. He pulls out the ship that allows them to, to cause them pain mm-hmm. so thus he's rebelling against the dictatorship of his father yes and he's the bad guy are we supposed to be rooting for Marlon Brando it, it's animal farm
1: so they rise up they're basically slaves they rise up but then and by the end he wants to be he wants to, rather than free everybody, he wants to subject them, but where he can be king. Yes. Or in this case, he wants to be God. Yes. So it's it's Animal Farm. Yes, but... It's a treatise on communism, is basically what I'm
0: saying. <sighs> <laughs> but, but my point is, are they trying to make the argument that... that they're obviously not making the argument that Brando was right. But the people go against the people that liberated them.
1: I I don't know if there's a true antagonist. We just have our point of view character, which is Professor Lupin,
0: which is a boring ass character.
1: Yeah, I mean he's supposed to be he's supposed to be an empty slate. I think
0: nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. It's
1: funny because he's the like by the end he's the only human left on uh, an island full of. Animal people, but his best-known role is for playing a werewolf.
0: When what? What are you talking about?
1: He's Professor Lupin in Harry Potter.
0: There's a werewolf in Harry Potter? Yeah. Why haven't Professor I watched Lupin.
1: this? He. It's the key plot point in uh, the third one,
0: Prisoner of Azkaban. I think I saw that. I obviously don't remember it all. <laughs>
1: it's uh, To me, it's the most divisive one. It's yeah. the one you either love or hate.
0: Uh, yeah, my eight-year-old and my four-year-old have been getting into Harry Potter, so well, you can start a podcast with the, them about Harry Potter. Yay! Uh, I don't, I don't get Harry Potter, but it's the same thing as this. It really it's is Doctor Who. What do you mean?
1: It's the name. You just you got to get in if you're oh, into okay. it. Oh, okay. I
0: thought you were, they were saying there were more similar
1: similar. similar.
0: <laughs> it begins. <laughs> There's some truth to that. <laughs> um Yeah. Do you got anything else on Island of Dr. Moreau?
1: Eh. It, I mean it was fun and spots, but it was mostly boring. Like when it got real fucking crazy, it was fun. Like Ice Hat. I I was good for a solid five minutes around Ice Hat. Anytime, after Val Kilmer, after Marlon Brando died, until the end, just Val Kilmer doing nothing but Marlon Brando impressions was the fucking best, but overall, eh, yeah, it's kind of boring. Ron Perlman's in it. That's about all I got, and I'm just kind of keep talking, dragging for time, because you're just staring at your phone.
0: <laughs> I was just still trying to see how long you would keep going. Um okay so the second movie okay. which you don't even know about yet usually you do uh I'm stalling. so
1: just so you guys know we we are still in the past of the last episode's ending which you guys should know cuz I fucked up the beginning thinking that that's what we were recording Oh wait no
0: why haven't we cu- why have we hit cut yet There's no cut what are you talking about you got to talk about you don't know what the next movie is,
1: but the audience should know what the next movie is. Yeah, but we got to go back to the last episode and record the ending.
0: It's, it's going to be simultaneously right now. I'm going to use the same thing.
1: Oh, well, you're going to you're going to cut in the same thing twice.
0: Yeah, because it's so hilarious.
1: Oh, okay. It's so hilarious. You fucking scrolling on your phone. All right, second film. <laughs> Uh, so I see a, a weird, almost like Indiana Jones looking guy surrounded by all the animal people. Uh, it's called Lost Soul, the doomed journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau.
0: So you had questions. Mm -hmm. This is a documentary that's going to have answers. Yay. I like answers. So (laughs) you'll get some answers to some of the things that we talked about and more things than you could even imagine. Do do I get like a 20 minute treatise on what the fuck that hat is about? I don't know if it's 20 minutes, but you'll get some answers. (laughs) I'm very excited. I love that we just listened to you like hyperventilate laugh. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we're Mm. back. We're in the future. After we. Past? Future? What? We watched Lost Souls. We did. Uh, So, for the first time, I think, in our podcast history, we have answers. Yeah. Like, we're constantly like, what the fuck happened here? (laughs) But we got some answers. And we like to speculate very hardly.
1: (laughs) Yes. Hardly?
0: It's not. Hardly?
1: That is a word, but that's not how it's used. Yeah. Hardly is probably what I was going for. Mm hmm
0: uh i'll do the synopsis for this one if you'd like sure uh this was the making of island of dr moreau
1: there you go Good job <laughs> nailed it <laughs> <laughs> it's the first real documentary we watched on the podcast
0: it is. is there other ones that weren't real we
1: watched two mockumentaries oh yeah yeah that's true or a mockumentary and a purported documentary
0: okay uh yeah, so I think feel like this movie does a really good job of explaining exactly what the hell happened with Island of Doctor Moreau, mm-hmm. and like when I when I see that I'm like, oh, I'm actually impressed that they made that movie <laughs> out of that shit show that yeah. they were able to come up with that. Yeah, that
1: wasn't too bad in context. <laughs> yeah. What are, What are your thoughts on it overall? Uh, I think the first thing I said when the credits rolled is mm-hmm. like, that was simultaneously way crazier and not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm.
0: So what were you envisioning that was going to be more crazy?
1: Uh, well, you know, I'd heard, I'd heard about the tree thing. I'd heard about the stinky back on the set and playing an extra thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just expected
0: more shenanigans or that those are the most shenanigans. Yeah, that's the biggest ones. Uh, so what but, yeah. Justin's referencing is the, the there's a the director that was hired, Richard Stanley. We ended up getting replaced. Yes. Uh, by John he, Frankenheimer. Yes, he was accused by people of hiding in a tree at points, uh, which there seemed to be. That's which that's they not never. Confirmed. They never ask him. They ask a bunch of other people on on camera. They never ask him. It's yes, not in the finished but... film. Uh, and the most exciting part, like that was lived in in lore forever, was that he ended up making his way back onto the set that he was fired from as an extra, and it is confirmed that <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, that's that's what I
1: thought was weird is that they have a bunch of people going, well, if it really was him, blah, blah, and then immediately it's like, yeah, it was me. I was on there, and it's like, <laughs> give, a, give a, let it breathe. Give it a little bit of mystery <laughs> left. It's like, yeah, so when I got back on the
0: set, yeah. Uh, and that's... Kind of hilarious. Yeah. But that also tells you how big of a shit show it was that they could let that happen. Yeah. Because in theory, they should have been paying all the extras that they had. Yeah. But that's how unorganized and just a shit show everything was there, man.
1: I thought it was funny. They literally drove him to the airport, watched him get on the plane. Yeah. And then he didn't get And then he didn't
0: didn't go. So we should talk a little bit about Richard Stanley. Sure. So this is the guy that they hired to make the movie.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He, this would have been his third film. Yes.
0: Should they have hired this guy?
1: Well, he apparently, well, it sounds like he did everything. Yeah. This is he, definitely it his, was po- his, his, his It was project. his pet project. He wrote the script. He tried to get everything going. He uh,
0: got producers involved who got New Line Cinema involved. He sold Brando on the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, like, the very end they're talking about, they're summarizing... They're everybody's thoughts on Stanley. Right. And the one guy's like, I think he could have totally made an $8 million version of this movie. And mm-hmm. that's probably true. But when it got to be this huge thing, almost nobody could have done it. Yeah. And people kind of shit on Frankenheimer towards the end of it. But he made a movie. Like, right.
1: But to be fair to, to Stanley, like, he only got, what, like, four days? And, like, two of those
0: were hurricane days? Mm-hmm. So. Well, but. To to be fair to the producers, he also had months leading up to that where it sounds like he was kind of not on set and not participating. Yeah, um, yeah. So so Stanley, super eccentric guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part is he references Skip the Warlock a lot. Skip the Warlock. <laughs> this is a real thing that he wholeheartedly believes in. That. Uh, a lot of the the highs and lows in his life and career can be attributed to Skip the Warlock. Yeah. Uh his meeting with Brando
1: simultaneously on the other side of the world, Skip the Warlock was doing a ritual and
0: it So it it went well. And the reason it went well is because Skip the Warlock put like the basically the studio babysitter to sleep. From Whoa. across the country. Marlon Brando did that. From across the world. But he used a it <laughs> to, to Skip because he kept turning down the air conditioner. He
1: said, you keep turning up the air conditioner, I'm going to go to sleep. And then she goes to sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing that I, I love slash is very difficult is the way that Richard Stanley talks. And it's better here than when I've heard him on a podcast. Because on a podcast, he'll talk for like five minutes straight. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about bad actors, how they don't have any pause in between. Right. Stanley hasn't that at all. Like, he will just keep talking infinitely, and you don't know where sentences end or start. So you don't know when to start processing the sentence. Like, you don't know what it ends. I loved my favorite, maybe my favorite of his sentences
1: was, you know, my mom was into witchcraft and psychology and such. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are two totally...
0: Those are two equally valid things. You that... know, you know the type—the yeah. witchcraft psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> the uh... so they get into a lot of Brandoisms mm-hmm. and Kilmerisms. Yeah, uh, and we posed this pro- podcast a long time ago, where Ben said, "Why is Val Kilmer a douchebag?" And I think your response was like, "Humanity's been asking themselves that for a long time." <laughs> And here we get some of those answers. Yeah, he burned a dude with a cigarette. Burned a dude with a cigarette. And it, it wasn't even. This isn't like a prank, like play thing. Like, no. I feel like if I burn you with a cigarette while a bunch of people are watching, like, you're going to be like, oh, you're kind of a dick, but. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no. You burned me with a cigarette. I'm going to be like, that was fucking assault. <laughs> anyway. You just assaulted me. Point was, this wasn't friends doing it to one another, right? <laughs> this was. This was a coworker and th- it was a lesser, you know, like this is an above the blind, below the blind guy Yeah, uh, that he burned with a cigarette. Uh, him and Brando refused to come out of trailers mm-hmm. um, before one another. Uh, the, the biggest thing for me is, is you've got Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer and some other dude are the three main guys, right? Yeah. And Kilmer was originally signed on to be the lead. And he just demanded to switch the roles. Yeah, he
1: well, he demanded 40% less shooting days. And so Richard Stanley was like, well, why don't you just swap parts
0: and then you're yes. in the movie less. Which is sound logic for him. Like, you can yeah. see how they keep making these decisions that lead them mm-hmm. to this point. Uh, but what a fucking douche. <laughs> yeah. The,
1: the, uh, uh, oh, uh, one of my favorite things about brando is he's like yeah i didn't fucking read the script like we're just getting paid and then he had his assistant in the trailer read him lines into the device into a device in his ear Mm -hmm. and one of the stories that they told was uh uh-huh they were shooting a scene and everything was going really well and then marlo brando goes god damn it carolyn i told you not to act
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, so do you know the story of him on apocalypse now yeah basically the same thing (laughs) yeah it's basically the same thing but then like he had to he like there was a there's a time gap in between and he put on like a shitload of weight Mm -hmm. so they were like how the fuck am i gonna film him this is obviously not the same person like this is double the person that left (laughs) so that's when they put him on like just his face and and lit him funny Mm -hmm. because he was trying to figure out how the hell to do it because he was twice as big as he was when he was there the first time
1: yeah i love apocalypse and i really need to see heart of darkness uh i've never seen either one of those movies heart of darkness is a documentary about it is it is to apocalypse now what lost souls you'll see that in dr Mm. murrow weird Mm.
0: (laughs) uh it is a bitching about oh you said you haven't seen it no um yeah he's notorious though for just kind of shitting on everything yeah uh, the other story that I've heard about Kilmer is that he started doing conventions the bigger like Wizard world type things mm-hmm. and somebody uh, had said that they were a driver for him so they got assigned to pick him up from the parking lot or whatever or the air- airport I doubt he was standing sure. in the parking lot and he uh, they were like oh hey how was your flight and he was like you need to know something I'm a movie star you do not talk to me <laughs> and I was like that sounds exactly like what I would expect yeah exactly uh one
1: of one of brando's children was supposed to have a much larger role uh but turns out that uh they they found uh the world's smallest man mm-hmm. and martin Le brando was like this fucking guy's gonna be in every scene that i'm in <laughs> and he is <laughs> yes <laughs> And so it totally killed the other guy's heart. and so he's like, "Now I'm like, I got beef with the world's smallest man, but I can't do anything about
0: it because it's the world's smallest man." Like, yeah, and he said that he punched him in the nuts at one point. The world's smallest man punched him in the nuts, and he's like, "I can't, I can't, I can't kick-, kick the guy." Uh, I think he was my favorite person. Like watching this, like he had the the best comments. Yeah. And then they show them doing the plaster cast
1: for the world's smallest man, and they're just like picking him up and moving him around. And there was something
0: very silly about that. Uh, you had, an, you got the explanation for your ice bucket. I did. I don't. Was it know that in it the Why? Just,
1: he just like he because the answer is I wanted an ice bucket on my
0: head. Yes, but but think about that. This is the the, the whole point. Is so Marlon Brando was a sex icon, right? Sure. He just shit all over that, and he just completely gave everything away and got to the point where he was just like, I am so... I've given up so much that I'm going to insist that I paint myself white because I'm hot. I'm going to wrap myself in a cloth diaper, and I'm going to insist that this girl dumps ice in my head. (laughs) Like... (laughs) yeah that i don't know how much better of an explanation it wasn't that he was it wasn't the explanation wasn't that he's crazy and he thought it would look good on film it was that he personally as a human being wanted ice on his head that's more crazy to me than just being crazy for film's sake i did like that the
1: props guys had to like scramble to to do something (laughs) to make to make an
0: ice bucket for his head i really feel like that's better yeah yeah uh there was like a hurricane in the middle of the of at the beginning of shooting right just destroyed everything and made uh northern exposure calls agent and get the fuck out of there uh and it didn't work uh yeah i can't blame anybody for panicking like no at any point in in that uh I really wish we could have heard from Ron Perlman or something. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but this is Sons of Anarchy time, Yeah, so he's super famous. Yeah, I know. Uh, and obviously Kilmer wasn't going to comment because he's too good. Yeah, uh, this is Ron McGruber time. So So you said that you've heard Stirrings that they are in the process of trying to make this by St- with Stanley?
1: Right. So uh, I had heard about this documentary through a geek show that I watch. When news broke that they're trying to make a new one, with Richard Stanley as directing, a new Island of Dr. Moreau, and right now, they're talking about a uh, possible cast, and the in the lead for Dr. Moreau is Val Kilmer.
0: So is he just trying to capital? I, I feel like this was funded capitalizing based off this documentary. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And is that the logic? Like, why would he do that to himself again? Did Skip tell him to? Uh, Skip maybe. was like, go back to Kilmer. Here, let
1: me cut my hand and <laughs> drip blood on some drawings. Oh, yeah. Looks like Kilmer would uh, do real well for you. Make an uh, extra 8% of the box office. I
0: realized, too, like, we were very complimentary on the look of all the creatures. and It mm-hmm. seemed like most of those were due to Richard Stanley. Like... Because they said that all the life casts and everything were done for everyone. Right. Uh, So I think he deserves the credit for those.
1: Well, and and, uh, the art department. No, 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 no.
0: For sure. For sure. I just meant it it was the old regime. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And we didn't compliment at the very big opening of the film. There's like a pretty awesome birthing scene Mm -hmm. uh, where a creature is giving birth and you see a creature baby. Yeah. Which you were concerned was a prosthetics on a baby yeah
1: i mean it looked pretty good so the fact that we got to see the animatronic baby and this is like i i was 95 percent sure they weren't going to put makeup on a baby but there was a there was that five percent that was like did they just put fucking makeup on a baby (laughs) did they kill
0: that baby putting makeup on it doing a life cast they could have just used nelson as the baby I think,
1: yeah, that would have been pretty cruel. <laughs> it would have been possible.
0: Sure. He, All uh, things are possible. He's pretty famous in that he has another movie where he plays like a little rat man. I think it's literally called like Rat Man. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he just has like this tail and like these giant buck teeth and he just like pops out from a hole in the wall and stuff and kills people. Sounds cool. It really doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to riff on a documentary, but I feel like this was cool in that you got to actually get some answers to the questions that that we had. Yeah, and it was it was fun. It was informative. I really, I feel like, and and the behind the scenes stuff doesn't exist. There's not the interest for it, but I sincerely want to see explanations for like Lawnmower Man two and How Comes to, or Return to Frogtown. Yeah, I feel like those need just as many explanations, <laughs> if not more than this, uh, because this was did they say thirty five million. I didn't look at the end budget, but they referenced like a thirty five million dollar thing. Yeah, uh, and they referenced they put aside an extra one point five million for the director. Mm-hmm. Those those numbers don't happen anymore, man. It's crazy. What thirty five million dollars? You're saying those are real low for now? No, no, no. I'm saying they're high. But the same thing we talked about with the, the $10 million budget for mm-hmm. Cabin Fever. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What else do you have for Island Dr. Moreau or Lost Soul? Um. I don't know. Yeah, I just... I
1: really enjoyed the documentary. Uh, yeah. I like documentaries. <laughs> Yeah. So it
0: was refreshing. Good. Better than Frogtown? <laughs> Remember there is a 3 and it was done without a, a <laughs> script. And there's a Cabin Fever 3. <laughs> so, please be on your best behavior. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Um next week, next week we are doing Cows mm-hmm. by Matthew Stoko, mm-hmm. a book, a book. And Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughan and Pia Guerra. Yes. So normally we would ask, uh, we would hand it to you. You'd tell me what you think it's about. In theory, we both already know what we think about it and mm-hmm. what the other one. But let's do this so we can do this bit at the end. What do you think I'm going to say about Why the Lost Man?
1: Mm. Uh, that's difficult because that's your first, your first comic you could say just about anything. Uh, i think you're i don't know you spring. okay well you think of the you think about the answers to these questions and then you spring them on me mm-hmm. so that you sound intelligent when you give your side and i'm just like uh
0: boom <laughs> You sent me a, you sent me a text when I was asking you about the vile consumption thing like three days later. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a picture. Like this is my answer. It was that night, was it? Yeah. Okay. So it was a good uh, answer too. So my answer for what I think you're going to say about cows mm-hmm. is that it's shocking and vile for the sake of being shocking and vile. Okay, I get that. That's what I think you're going to say. Maybe you'll say
1: that it's like too preachy too political
0: i don't know why yeah got it justin what else you got for us
1: got punched in the nuts by the world's smallest man